I think that if you have a good product, good story around it, people like to talk about it and uh, even without getting paid. We were seeing all those uh, restaurants closing and thought, well, if nobody is going to the restaurant anymore, what happened with the suppliers and their products? So we thought uh, we could do something about it and create uh, Chef Baskets. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of the House of Marketing podcast. My name is Eva. And my name is Jean-Marc. And today we meet you for the second episode of our e-commerce podcast series. Yes, indeed. So actually the House of Marketing partners up with Safe Shops every year to publish the e-commerce barometer. And well, we thought it would be nice to um, dig a little bit deeper into e-commerce with you guys. Indeed. And we are not alone to talk about this, as we have Stephanie Tang again with us in the studio today. Hello, Stephanie. Hi, guys. So, Stephanie, for the ones who didn't listen to our previous episode, could you tell us a bit more about yourself? Yes. So, my name is Stephanie, and I'm a senior consultant. I've been working at the House of Marketing for the past three years. Nice. Um, we also mentioned the e-commerce barometer. Stephanie, can you explain us what the e-commerce barometer is? Yes, so the e-commerce barometer is published every year by the House of Marketing and Safe Shops, and this is already the fifth edition. In a nutshell, the barometer reveals the performance of Belgium-based online merchants through data we collect from payment service providers. And this year, we would like to put some successful Belgian e-commerce leaders in the spotlight so they can share with us how they tackle opportunities and threats in this growing but competitive market. Sounds very interesting. Yeah, indeed. So very concretely, um, for five episodes, we will publish a new discussion that Stephanie had with a company to see how they tackle e-commerce and how you can do. All right. So last week we met Marin from Casidomi. Uh, who are we going to get to meet today? So today you're going to meet Pierre de Grieve from Chef Basket. Pierre is sharing with us how he managed to build Chef Basket from the initial idea to the first order in only 30 days. Can you imagine? Damn, that sounds so interesting. It is. And we also talked about what is key in succeeding in influencer marketing, uh, because, you know, many companies are still struggling with that. And then also how newsletters can boost sales, even as Pierre says it, it's a bit old fashioned. And at the end of the episode, um, Pierre is going to share a discount code with you so you can try Chef Basket and see by yourself how he envisions grocery shopping. All right. Very interesting. Let's go. Hi Pierre, welcome on our e-commerce podcast series. How are you doing today? Hey, um, quite good, but starving because I just had a three days detox. So I only had juice for uh, three last days. Today's the last one, so it's coming to an end. Quite happy about it. <laughs> oh my God, poor you. I just had nice spaghetti uh, two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, we're here today for Chef Basket, right? Uh, can you tell me what Chef Basket is and your role within the company? Uh, yeah, well, I'm uh, the founder of Chef Basket. And Chef Basket is a website where you can order uh, grocery. Uh, we deliver in and uh, around Brussels. The idea is to... Um, deliver to people uh, food that would be delivered usually to chefs. Uh, we deliver quite fast. So if you order uh, before 9 p.m. in the evening, we deliver the next day in the morning. So fast delivery. 
Okay, and if I have understood well, Chef Basket was born during the first lockdown, right? Yeah, exactly. So um, we were seeing all those uh, restaurants closing and thought, uh, well, if nobody's going to the restaurant anymore, what happened with the suppliers and their products? So we talked to uh, some of them and they all came to the same conclusion, a lot of waste and an impact of 80% on their turnover. So we thought uh, we could do something about it and created uh, Chef Basket. And uh, it only took you 30 days to build it. Uh, that's, that's crazy. C can you tell me a little bit the different steps? Yeah, true. Uh, we had to be quite fast because it was uh, during the lockdown and we wanted to be uh, there as soon as possible. So it took us about one week to uh, pitch our vision to the suppliers and discuss how we would deliver the orders. We started quite small with only 50 products. Um, and the operation part was quite easy because all the suppliers already had the stock and uh, the resources like trucks and driver to do the deliveries. Um, second part was uh, a bit longer. It was developing the website. Um, quite tricky because um, we are, were not developers. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, we had some notions, but uh, we need the help of someone. Uh, we had no budget for really hiring someone to do that. But uh, in the end, we, uh, we worked with um, a friend uh, that helped us to um, make everything uh, work. Also, a very important part of, the, of that process was uh, the pictures and all the image uh, we needed for the website. So I did everything myself. Uh, I took my camera, shot everything in the warehouse, uh, retouched the picture. So that was quite, uh, quite fast too. And um, yeah, we worked with Shopify, uh, we chose a template um, and yeah, something that looked uh, or taste and uh, beautiful for the customers. We changed a few times, but uh, in the end, yeah, we found something quite uh, easy on Shopify. Um, and yeah, the, the last part was testing. We asked our family, friends to uh, put some orders so we could test the process, uh, payment, all those things. And yeah, we're ready to go live. And uh, yeah, Chef Basket is a real success, right? Because what was just a temporary project will become a permanent one. Indeed, uh, we were not expecting that because we started with about 20 orders uh, a week and now we are about 25 orders a day. So that's really, really nice. So yes, we'll do that uh, even after the restaurant reopen and um, we'll try to extend our product range. And also we'd like to uh, start B2B, delivering uh, companies for fruit baskets and uh, groceries to the employees. And uh, what can explain this success, you think? Clearly the customer experience really taught the website uh, as a very easy tool. So easy navigation, easy checkout, and uh, very fast delivery. Uh, also, we work with very nice drivers, and uh, I think that's a big part of the experience. People get delivered by very smiley people in the morning. It's a, it's a nice way to start your day. That was already very interesting. Thank you, Stephanie, for that. Um, but I'm still wondering, does this happen a lot or did this happen a lot during the pandemic that a lot of e-commerce has started? Because I feel like this was the time to start your online business and I feel like a lot of people did. 
You're very right, Eva. So indeed, uh, there are now roughly 50,000 webshops in Belgium. And actually, 20,000 of them have started in 2020. And Chef Basket is one of them. Um, and yeah, of course, many businesses were forced um, to start a webshop uh, due to the COVID crisis. And I think it would be very interesting to see how many will stay active. Well, if you still hesitate to launch your e-commerce business, you know what to do now. Yes, indeed, Jean-Marc. I hope you're all inspired to start your own e-commerce. That would be pretty cool. So now, let's go back to the conversation and see what happens when we compare Chef Basket to the long-existing players. Do you think customers have different expectations from you, um, you as a pure uh, online player compared to other traditional retailers? Um, what do you think are these expectations and, and how can you fulfill them? Uh, well, grocery shopping is not something digitalized yet in Belgium. So we really have to, uh, to make a difference. I think the customer service uh, is very, very important. So the experience on the web shop, um, the images we choose, um, the easy checkout uh, need to be very, very uh, well taught. And uh, also the, the delivery is super important for us. So we, we, we work with very uh, nice delivery guys and, uh, and women that uh, our customers really like. And uh, yeah, very fast delivery with uh, nice people. That's a, a big part of our customer ex experience. So in, in addition to the fact that you are uh, faster in delivery, what do you think makes you different from Deleuze or Carrefour, for example? Customers have a high expectation on the product because usually we deliver restaurants and the uh, best chef of uh, Brussels. So of course, people expect very good product from us, which they actually uh, receive. And can you tell me how you built your consumer base? Mm, well... Uh, next to Chef Basket, I have uh, also a small marketing agency specialized in uh, influencer marketing. So we reach out to some, some of them with a promo code. Um, we also had quite a lot of press coverage, which really helped. And uh, to grow the user base, we are thinking about a member gets member um, program. Okay, so influencer marketing. We hear many companies are still finding their way through influencer marketing. Can you tell us your secret? Seriously, I don't think there is a secret, but uh, I think that if you have a good product, uh, good story around it, people like to talk about it, and uh, even without getting paid. So yeah, Chef Basket is very small. Uh, influencer probably have other expectations from companies like Carrefour or Deleuze, but with us, it really worked quite uh, easily with them. And uh, can you tell me something about your um, retention strategy? Are there any actions that you put in place to uh, make sure that consumers buy again? Well, I'm not sure we can really call that a strategy because we are quite small and, uh, and we just started. But um, we work with newsletters. It can sound a bit old school, but for us it really worked well. Um, we sent out uh, one newsletter a month. And uh, we can really see a big increase in the orders after uh, we, uh, we send it. So that's something we, we, we keep on doing. I'm not sure it's going to work for every business, but for us, it's really good. And um, also, we noticed that 
once people order two or three times, um, they become loyal customers. So the 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 struggle is really to to have that second and third order. So uh, each time uh, we have a new customers, I always send them an email with a small code, and I ask them personally always their orders to make sure that they feel good and uh, they can maybe reorder and uh, and try again. And you see an increase in the average basket value as well, because um, so delivery is free for orders of 50 euros and above. Does that average basket value stay around 50 euros? Well, at the beginning, it was clearly around 50 or 55 euros. Mm -hmm. And uh, since a few uh, months, we see the increase to 70 euros. Okay, so from 50, 55 to 70 Uh, according to you, what can explain that that difference? Well, it's quite uh, simple. We started with only 50 products. Now we are we have around 200 products. Um, we added those heavy products you don't want to carry home, so water, toilet paper, those things that you like to, mm -hmm. to have delivered at home. And also we added some um, chocolates, uh, really like more pleasure products. So, of course, that's increase the average basket of our clients and um, yeah in long term we'd love to become one of one stop grocery shop like uh, the less um, but also always with keeping the delivery time quite short and next to developing the b2b side as you said like delivering um, baskets to companies what are the next steps for chef basket now um, yes always customer service. So we really want to offer an even better customer's experience uh, by reducing the delivery time frame. Now we are uh, around four hours for between eight to uh, 12 in the morning. We like to reduce that to two hours uh, time uh, frame. Uh, also, we would like to track the orders so people would know where the order is in the morning so they know if they have to be home, if they can leave for a minute, things like that. And third thing is translating the website in different languages. Now it's uh, uh, we started in French and we just translated it in English and we would like to uh, go to Flemish as well so we can uh, touch more people. Okay, and uh, yeah, so great projects ahead. And what do you think of Phil might be hurdles for your future growth? Well, making sure the quality level stays the same. We want to uh, keep the short delivery uh, time, mm -hmm. but we also want to still uh, be able to answer to our customers. Right now, I answer all the emails myself uh, very fast. Like The customers uh, are always uh, very important for us, and we want to keep it that way. So, of course, if we grow, uh, we're going to have more, uh, more questions, more problems, uh, more emails to answer. That, that could be something uh, we need to work on. Um, to keep this uh, personal and human approach to a project. Mm -hmm. And also if we want to grow, we will have to deliver more areas around Brussels. And uh, this is something we need to work on also. And um, we have to keep an acceptable margin. So uh, we have to be careful about this. Okay, it really makes me want to try Chef Basket. And I know that, Pierre, you came with a promo code for our listeners. Yeah. True, uh, with the code TOM, so T-H-O-M, you can get a 5 euro discount on your first order on uh, Chef Basket. 
Okay, thanks a lot. Um, thank you for answering my questions. Now I'd like to end the conversation by asking you a few questions that I ask um, all my other guests. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, Pierre, can you tell me a situation uh, where you've gone over and above for a customer? I had this lady, quite an old lady, so uh, she was more into phone calls than emails. Uh, she phoned or my, my personal um, number on Instagram because it's linked on it. Uh, and she called me because she couldn't understand or to put an order. So I really spent like 30 minutes explaining her everything. Uh, and at the end, yeah, she put an order and she's actually a loyal customer now. So that was nice. That's funny. And she even uh, called me back the other day to ask me because she couldn't find the onions <laughs> on the website. So that was quite funny and, and nice to see that you can really help people. Okay. Uh, yeah. And of course, if you want to scale it, then you'll need to put other phone numbers yeah. out there, right? <laughs> and um, maybe can you tell me, how do you stay up to date about e-commerce evolution and, and, and trends in general? Where do you get your inspiration? Mm, I'm very active on Instagram, so I like to go and discover brands on, uh, on that social platform. Um, yeah, I, I, I see the brands and then I go on their website and I see what they are doing, especially in the US. It's very, lots of very active uh, brands on online okay so your recommendation is to go to scroll 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 exactly um, on instagram right yeah. <laughs> okay I, i like that one because uh, people tell me not to do so so um okay and uh, can you mention some examples of e-commerce companies that inspire you and why Mm, always in the US, I think uh, for Chef Basket, we got inspired by HelloFresh and Blue Apron, the meal kit delivery mm -hmm. service uh, leaders in the US. Um, we also look at a way smaller player based in California. I don't remember the name, but uh, they were doing something very aesthetic and you could feel that it was a small uh, team of young people that were starting something very similar to, our, uh, to Chef Basket. So uh, we got inspired by them. Also, their picture was beautiful and uh, yeah, very good inspiration. And uh, a last question for you. Um, maybe can you tell me your personal best online experience as a consumer? Mm, I would say Uber in general. Um, if you need a taxi, this is super easy. Um, you don't know if you like biking, they have Uber bikes. Uh, food delivery is great too. I try to uh, pick up the food myself to uh, cut the cost of Uber, uh, I must say, but... Uh, It's a good platform to see who's open, when, uh, who's doing deliveries, to see the menu online. So yeah, Uber is uh, it's a great, uh, great app, great website, very well designed. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Pierre, for your time and um, for this interview. I think you inspired a lot of them because you've started your own e-shop from scratch in only 30 days. So I think we have a lot uh, to, of things to learn Um, from it and uh, you're welcome anytime uh, here at the House of Marketing. Thank you. It was very interesting. I really liked it. Yeah, indeed. Very interesting again. Uh, thank you for sharing, Stephanie. You're welcome. So this was the second episode of our e-commerce podcast series. If you'd like to have a more quantitative overview of the Belgium e-commerce landscape, then we're very glad to offer it to you. Yes. So as mentioned in the introduction, the House of Marketing is collaborating with Safe Shops to publish the fifth edition of the e-commerce barometer. 
And um, in this report, we're really going in depth of um, a quantitative description of the market. And worth mentioning, it's free to download. You can access it on our landing page, tom.eu slash EBM. That is thom.eu slash EBM for e-commerce barometer. Yes, and you can find the link in the description of this episode. All right. Stephanie, thank you for joining us. It was really a pleasure and I'm looking forward to the next one. Pleasure was mine. Thanks, guys. And if you did enjoy this episode, do not hesitate to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This would really help us a lot. Yeah, indeed. That's really the best way to help us. So thank you to all the reviewers and see you next week. Adios.